You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Week one is in the books. It's football season. There is more football tonight. It's a Thursday podcast. Week one had some surprises, though. I mean, there were good surprises. There were bad surprises. I guess some things really weren't that big of a surprise, but we all acted surprised because we didn't actually think it was going to happen. And I just want to kind of, like, let's overreact for a second. Let's think about, you know, whether or not this, we're going to figure this out quickly, but before I go into everything we're about to talk about, what did you guys do for football? Daniel, you were on your 15th vacation. Corey, what did you do? Oh, but I was a piece of shit on Sunday. I think I uh, I woke up around 11, really hungover, and then football came on, and I screamed on the couch with the blanket on. I took a nap halfway through the uh, four o'clock games. Nice. And then, hell, I don't even I don't even remember watching the Sunday night game. I think I fell asleep. Is this true? Are you joking right now? What? <laughs> You've got to be joking right now. What? We're, we're recording a podcast about football, Corey. What the fuck, Daniel? Daniel, what Dude, were you doing? Dude, it was a rough. I was stop, a, it was stop, a rough. Stop, listen, stop. If, if your step counter is over 100 on Sunday, you're doing it wrong. Jesus. <laughs> if, you didn't take a nap, if you didn't take a nap halfway through the 4 o'clock games, I mean, at that point, a majority of the games are over. Like, it's no, okay. Stop. You stop. can take a nap. No, no, no. I, I understand. You slept all day. Daniel, what did you do? I, I was in Florida, and my fandom came through with with true colors here i watched football from 1 p.m until i went to bed you hear that Corey? And... you hear that <laughs> Corey? let me wait 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 Corey. when you took your nap was it on the couch was it on the floor or was it in your bed it's important oh it was it was on the couch in front of the tv i mean i woke up before the four o'clock games ended so i fell asleep at like half time woke up before the games ended so i didn't really miss anything I tell you what, a good Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, four o'clock game. You are due for a snoozer. Fuck yeah, dude. Your your voices are like uh, sleep with me podcast, bro. And he's like, listen, it's always the Cowboys too. Yeah. Never fails. Every time I I go to a four and it's always an NFC game, a four o'clock game, NFC, you got Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. I'm taking a nap. Fuck Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I have to admit, too, I didn't see... I don't know if you're telling the truth or not, Corey, to be honest. It was such a detailed story, I just don't know anymore. Well, you asked me what I did on Sunday, and I just reaccounted the events. Okay, okay. And I have to take you for your word. I have to admit, also, I wasn't able to watch. I wasn't present for all the games at all. I was at the Colts game. That was very, very exciting to have the full stadium again. Pat McAfee showed up. I remember in the preseason, which... Normally, we're not super stoked about preseason games for real. I pretend to be, but I'm not actually, like, pumped about them. But this preseason, we were excited about it. And I remember sitting there in our seats thinking, man, if Pat McAfee's not banging that banging the anvil for the start of the opener for the Colts' home season, you know, that's going to be a problem. Like, that he has to be here. And that's one of my big takeaways was that Pat McAfee was there, and he was the truest Pat McAfee the Colts have ever seen, that, that Lucas Oil's ever seen. I mean, he was true to himself. That stadium was hyped. I couldn't oh, believe yeah. how loud it was. We had talked I, about it being a pre a postseason environment, and it really, really was. I could see him like as the game was starting and the 
Fox guys were talking. I could see him in the very little corner on the on the little Megatrons, and I knew he was doing something crazy. And you, you know, I, they, I wish I was there. It wasn't that crazy, but it, it really was. Every for the Colts home home games, they have an anvil, and there's always a guest, and the guest grabs a hammer and they hit the anvil, and it makes a loud ding throughout the stadium. It's a big hype thing. I'm telling you, Pat McAfee hit that anvil as many times as every other person's ever hit it combined. I mean, he just banged the hell out of that thing, and it got everybody hyped up. It was awesome. It was way awesome. Anyway, Colts lost, by the way, to Seattle. That wasn't a surprise. Vegas predicted that to happen. They said a lot less than, what was it, 12 points? I mean, it was a pretty bad loss. Yeah, and they scored at the end. Like, garbage time touchdown to lose by 12, even. So, the the point to today's show is going to be about things like this. I'm about to say that Carson Wentz is still holding on to the ball too long, and I'm afraid that the Colts are ruined because of it. I'm overreacting based off of this. There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. Let's just talk about that. And I'll start with Carson Wentz. The offensive line played like hell. The defense wasn't doing them any favors, and Carson Wentz kept holding on to the ball far too long. It really does concern me. When, you know, Corey, you get a hard time sometimes for – you get – Credit for saying that the Indianapolis wide receivers are some of the best in the league. I know you don't believe that. It's not the, it's not the reality. And if they're not open, if they're not able to get away from an elite defender, you, you got to get rid of the ball. That's just the reality of the situation. I saw him take too many hits, and one of them should have been a fumble. It was recovered by the offense, but that ball was gone. And it was just pure luck that, that, that it wasn't a fumble. If Carson Wentz doesn't start letting go of the football, this team is doomed, and that's that's my uh, overreaction on the hate here. I'll just take that one right now. So, so obviously, I'm a Colts fan, but you got to remember. I mean, this was a preseason game for arguably your two most important players on the team, uh, Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz. They, you know, they the week before was their first full week of practice, and this was their first time in real game action. So, I'm not as worried. Um, and I'm going to talk about the Colts a little bit later in best bets of the week. Um, I think after that game, they're going to have another week. They've, they've, they've gotten hit. They've gotten hit and hit in the mouth. I think Frank Reich's going to do a good job of getting them, um, prepared for this next game. I think the offensive line's going to be better. I mean, this was Quentin Nelson's first real run with that O-line. Um, so I, I don't expect the O-line to be as bad as it was for the rest of the season. Um, I think Frank Reich, you know, he's going to work with Carson. I, you know, that's his first game action in a year and a half because he didn't play the second half of last year. So I only expect it to get better. I'm not worried. The defense does need to button it up. That I don't think they should have to lean on Carson. I think he'll be more successful if they don't do that. Um, so I personally don't agree with this overreaction. I'm not, I'm not personally worried. Uh, I, I have the Colts starting one and five and then finishing – 11 and six, something like that. So, so you, uh, we know this Colts team is better than they showed on Sunday. So, so you, you think I'm overreacting? I think you're overreacting. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. You're up then. What's next? I guess an overreaction that I've heard is that the Texans might be good because they whipped the shit out of the Jaguars who are, they have a new quarterback, a rookie. They have a new coach who hasn't coached in years. Um, and they put up 38 points or 37, whatever it was, which is pretty dang impressive for Tyrod Taylor. I don't think he's ever put up that many points in his life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But I, the Texans are dog shit. They're not going to do this again. It's week one. Weird things happen. I mean, the Colts got steamrolled, but or I don't know about steamrolled. They got beat by the Jags last year, week one. It was their only win of the season, and the Colts were a playoff team. So it's week one. Things are weird. The Texans aren't good. Um, so, yeah, I, a lot of people are saying the Texans might be a contender in the division. I don't think that's the case whatsoever. Colts didn't make the playoffs last year, Corey. Yeah, they did. Did they? They did. They were. Yeah, did they not? They oh, were a wild card. They oh lost my to the God. Bills in oh the my. Yeah, they lost in the wild card. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I was thinking they didn't for a second. You had me doubting myself for a second. <laughs> I, I really was thinking they didn't. <laughs> um, I from from what I saw, uh, something that I kind of am overreacting with for myself um, that I actually really liked is Mac Jones looks for real. He. Man, he was stepping back in the pocket. He honestly made really good decisions all game. They lost that game because of Damian Harris. It wasn't because of him. Damian Harris got all the way down into the red zone practically and fumbled the game away. They were going to win that game. The Patriots were going to win against the division rival Dolphins, and Mac Jones was slinging it. Corey, you had your pre-draft analysis on Mac Jones saying he was the most pro-ready and that he looked the best. Week one confirmed that for me. I, it, it's it's way too early, but I think Mac Jones looks like a franchise quarterback. The decisions that he was making, the throws that he was making, I, I really, really was very impressed with Mac Jones. So that that's my like big positive overreaction takeaway from week one. Did you guys witness Mac Jones? No, yeah. I didn't. Corey, go ahead and take over then, because I, I wasn't yeah. able to see any of it. So he's, I mean, he just looks super comfortable. And I think maybe it's not so much that he's the best quarterback in this draft class, probably, like I said, in my rookie rankings, but he's the perfect fit for Bill Belichick. He he knows how to make decisions. He's decisive. That's what Bill wants. I mean, it's like a, a hand fitting into a glove perfectly. It's just, he couldn't have landed in a better spot. And everybody compares him to Tom Brady and, Obviously, you can see that in the way they dress, the way they move, but it really is. Like, the guy's comfortable. He makes good decisions. He doesn't have the best arm in the NFL, but he 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 gets the job done, and he's a, he doesn't make mistakes, so he's going to be successful in this offense. I don't know if he would be this successful or look this good with, you know, any other team, but with Bill Belichick, it is absolutely flawless. Um, I I didn't think Cam Newton would be starting um, or I didn't think he should be starting. I, I didn't expect him to get cut because I obviously I don't think Cam Newton's very good, but I'm, I'm very glad Bill Belichick went ahead and made the move to just make Mac Jones the starter. I mean, I think it's a home run. I don't know if he's going to, you know, Tom Brady's known to make big plays like on Thursday night, he threw that 60 yarder to AB. I don't know if you're going to see like that aggressiveness out of Max Jones this year, but you're going to see good decisions and he's not going to lose the ball. I think they're going to win some games because of Mac Jones just playing smart. Yeah. You talk about him not having the best arm in the NFL. I mean, he, he, the way that he would release the ball though, had the perfect amount of zip and he was throwing it between, you know, 10 and 20 yards, you know, throws that, veterans aren't making like just the the perfect amount of lead on the receivers and it gets there in time. And he had, he passed the eye test. Like 
the way he would throw it. I mean, my dad was sitting there next to me and he said, you know what? He really does actually look like a young, (laughs) unpolished Tom Brady. (laughs) He, he, he really looked good. It's fucking weird. It's like Bill Belichick's been looking for five or six, seven years for this guy. And he's drafted Jacoby (laughs) Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, but neither of those guys are Mac Jones. He's just, he's different. And he came from Nick Saban and you know, Bill check Belichick and Saban are really good friends. So that Stanford approval will probably just put the cherry on top of the cake for him. Yeah. I think it was telling that a lot of these guys, these receivers that came into the league, like Devonta Smith. And I think Jerry Judy even said they would take Mac Jones over Tua, and Tua was supposed to be this like generational talent you know, coming in and everyone's eyes kind of popped when they saw the headlines, but like, I think we're going to end up seeing it and they're just going to surround him with talent. And he may be a guy that throws for, you know, 4,000 yards and 40 plus touchdowns one, one day, even with not the best arm, but just the way that he can control the ball and control the game. I think he's, I think he's got it, but we'll see. Like I said, week one overreaction for sure. But I think uh, he definitely passed the eye test for me. I don't think it's an overreaction. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna be successful. Somebody that passed the eye test for me that I really didn't like at all. I put this in, in my love category because they proved me wrong. But Jalen Hurts looked good. I mean, yes, he did. The team was fluid all around. T- to be fair, another game that I wasn't able to watch live. So I mean, but even if you look at the stat sheet here, he spread the ball around well. A QBR of seventy two. I mean, guys, that's Pro Bowl if he can keep that the whole year. I mean, that's realistic. That's the average, you know, I mean, for real. 50 is good, 72. If you can average that every game, that's Pro Bowl stuff with a rookie wide receiver, Devonta Smith, who, by the way, six receptions, 71 yards. I mean, if he shows up and he's a big deal, Jalen Rager, another rookie, showing up immediately, maybe I was wrong. I, I, I'm afraid that this, this Eagles team could cost Corey five shots. That's what I'm trying to say, because not only did the offense put up 32 points against a terrible defense, let's give them that, but a defense that wasn't on the radar of very many teams held Matt Ryan to six points with, I didn't, I'm not looking at Matt Ryan's stats right now, but he had like, I think less than, two, awful. was it less than 200 yards? I wouldn't be surprised. I think it was less than, I don't know for well, sure. Uh, what five shots did I bet on the Eagles? No, it was the on, division. You bet on the Giants. The Giants. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I bet Corey would love to take five shots if the Eagles end up making the playoffs and Kenny Gainwell is a pro bowler. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, old, hey, just, just real quick. I was thinking about this a minute ago. I called Mac Jones. I called Kenny Gainwell. Come on. I had him that, 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 that may be the overreaction is getting Gainwell, but he did look really good. He was very involved. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, he is for sure the number two there. And Miles Sanders, they obviously don't trust him 100%, which they shouldn't. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Gainwell is, is very sneaky, and he could be very, very much involved in this, in this Eagles ascension uh, with Jalen Hurts if he keeps taking him up. They'd, they'd be making a mistake if they don't involve Kenny Gainwell. That dude is incredible. Anybody other? Anybody have any other? Sorry, anybody have any other overreactions that we've missed out on so far? I mean, this might be my own overreaction, but Kyler Murray for MVP, baby. 
The guy looked incredible. He looked better than every single quarterback in that division this weekend. And that's Russell Wilson, Garoppolo, and I'm missing one. Matt Stafford. But Matt Stafford. Um, I don't know that he looked better than Matt Stafford against that I don't, I don't know. Really? I don't know that really? he looked better. Really? Than, okay. I don't know that did, he did. Uh, did Matt Stafford throw for four tutters and rush for another? He didn't have to. Well. Neither did Kyler. I mean, they that's, won 38 that's it may come down to both of these guys for, for MVP at the end of the year. I, oh, I can see it. Wow, there's an overreaction. No, it, I, look, Murray or I, Matt Stafford, MVP. You heard it here first. No, I, I mean, you could easily see that. I mean, the Bears, there was a time and late in this game where the Bears went for it on 4th and 15 because they knew that they weren't getting the ball back before the Rams scored again. The Rams just had their way. And this is the Bears' defense. I mean, the Bears haven't lost a whole lot of pieces on defense. That is a good defense. And Stafford carved them up. He literally just carved them up all night. He was out there having fun. He was jumping across the field doing Conor McGregor, you know, celebrations. I mean, it it was just like a regular night for him that, that proved that he was the right guy for Sean McVay. I mean, they are so good. And Sean McVay finally got his chess piece that he's been waiting on. And, you know, they said it on the broadcast during the game. Uh, he didn't need a tool. He needed a partner. And now Matt Stafford gives Sean McVay a partner. So they're going to do this together. They're going to put their minds together, and they're going to rock the NFC. I, I think the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. I'll just say that. How about that for an overreaction? Yeah, I, I, I called this shit, baby. Put, put them in the championship. So, oh, God, I'm so, I'm so happy for Matt Stafford. Wow. Yeah, he, I mean, they looked great. Effortless, looked great. effortless. I mean, he was just out there. He didn't even have to go to second reads. I mean, he was just out against the Bears defense. We're going to see this Bears defense against other matchups. Shut teams down. And then we're going to keep thinking that Matt Stafford's better and better every week that the Bears do that. It was just so cool to watch. All right. Anything else? That's what's exciting. So now two of the three of us have claimed that the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl or go to <laughs> go to the Super Bowl. Is that correct? I um, mean, I think all three of us have a little bit of stake in that, don't we? I don't think that I've I ever mean, said that. I think that's on you. Didn't you bet it? I told you to bet it one day and you bet it, didn't you? Oh, I probably Super bet it, Super Bowl yeah. champion. No, I okay. probably did Well, it. see, you got, you got skin in the game then. That's no, all I'm saying. I got a little skin in the game. All right, so... Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. You ready for best bets of the week? Best bets of the week. Best bets of the week. <laughs> Welcome back to best bets of the week. Me and uh, Daniel are going at it again this year. Um, Daniel, did you end up winning last year? Yes. I can't remember by how much. I don't think it was by that much. It wasn't. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> I, I, think think I, last, I think the last week we both bet every game. and No, that's oh, what that's did right. it. Yeah. yeah, you got crushed that's what that did game. It. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. that was brutal. Okay. Um, all right, we'll get right into it real quick. Uh, I've got the Colts plus three versus the Rams, and I just looked down my list. Did you Wait, wait. Did you already say the record, and I was not paying attention? No, I didn't. I'm t- I went two and two last week. Daniel went three and one. Daniel's up a game on me. Uh, but overall, if you took all the bets, you made money. It looked like stupid so. lions, stupid lions. They ruined it for me. Yeah. I don't even know what I bet last week. Well, I'll have to go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't live in the past. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. 
quit living in the past, people. Uh, first game, I've got the Colts plus three and a half. All these games are actually three and a half, so uh, I'm probably going to get absolutely fucked this week. But I've got the Colts <laughs> plus three and a half versus the Rams. And it's, I guess, for the same reason I said earlier, you know, that was a preseason game for the Colts. Uh, I do have the Colts losing this game on my sheet, but it's just a feeling I've got. They should perform better. We know they're better. Um, and the Rams are traveling all the way across the country. It's a little bit early in the morning for them. Um, I've just got a feeling in my gut that the Colts are going to perform a little bit better this week. Cover that three and a half. I, I think I think they win this game. Uh, I think it'll be close, though. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive than people think. I think Reich's got a game plan for Aaron Donald. I think we're going to be okay. I, I just feel it, boys. I just feel it. Colts plus mm-hmm. three and a half. My next game, Bills minus three and a half at the Dolphins. The Bills lost to the Steelers last week, and they shouldn't have. They're the better team. They're a Super Bowl contender. The Dolphins are not. Um, I would expect the Bills to just come out flying this week. I think they crush the Dolphins. I really do. So, um, Bills minus three and a half. Not a whole lot of reasoning there. I just kind of saw it and liked it a lot. Um Third game, Vikings plus three and a half at the Cardinals. Uh, I know I just said Kyler Murray for MVP. But. um, Going against both our MVP candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't know. I feel like for some reason the Cardinals don't perform well at home. I don't have the stats to back that up in front of me. But I always feel like they're trailing from behind whenever I see them on TV when they're at home. There's something about that stadium. It just doesn't bring the juice like. Like, like Lucas Oil or the Chiefs Stadium. There's just not a lot of juice in there, and the Vikings are a solid team. Um, so I, I expect the Vikings to go on the road, cover this, probably win, as much as I hate to say it, as much as I like Kyler Murray. Um, I just don't see them winning this game. I think it's going to bring them down a little bit from the high, but I, th- I think they'll recover after this. Um, so Vikings plus three and a half. And fourth game of the week, I've got the Saints minus three and a half at the Panthers. Listen, this is another one of my overreactions we didn't get to, but the Saints are still good, and I think I've said this before, um, and some people are talking about Jameis Winston for MVP. I don't know if he'll get there, but they look good. He's got a great coach in front of him. He's This coach, Sean, or, uh, fuck his name. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to let him make a bunch of mistakes like he did with Bruce Arians. You know, I feel like Bruce Arians just kind of let him loose, let him do his own thing. Um, his new coach, he's going to have him locked down. I think the Saints are a really good football team. Aaron Rodgers, obviously he had a horrible game Sunday. He said they were stopping uh, the run with a light box, which allowed the Saints to cover more on the back end of the defense. Uh, and I expect them to absolutely shut down um, – Sam Darnold. Saints are going to win by more than three and a half. They're, I think they're at the top of the NFC right now. They're still a really good team without Drew Brees. Um, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of the early slate games are, according to Vegas, going to be a little more slow. Um, so most of my picks are actually going to come late. I mean, if you look at the early games, 47, 45, 45, 41, and then you get to the late games, and all of them are over 50. So the late slate, guys, is going to be the exciting uh, time this week. So I'm actually going to have three unders and just one over. 
Um, one that Corey mentioned, Bills Dolphins. I actually do think the Bills are going to come out and win this game. Um, it was 23 to 16 last week against the Steelers and the Dolphins are not as good as the Steelers. And I think that Bill's defense is solid. And I think they're going to just find a way to shut down the Dolphins. And this is a division matchup. It's usually a little more, you know, a little more of a grinder, a little more hard nosed football. So I'm going under 47 and a half on this one with the Bills taking it. Um, I do also like the Vikings Cardinals game. Uh, Corey, you call the Vikings winning it. And in order for them to do that, they're going to have to just simply outscore the Cardinals. Uh, the Vikings proved in week one that their defense still has some improvement uh, to go, and they could not shut down Joe Burrow and that offense all the way. So I think they're going to struggle a little bit um, with Kyler Murray. Um, but the Vikings may just end up winning this. But either way, the over-under on this one is 50-and-a-half, and I'm going to take the over on this. I think this is uh, it might be one of the potentials of maybe like the shootout of the week, um, which, you know, Whoa. anybody with the Cardinals knows that that's a possibility any given week. <laughs> um, my next one, Bucks-Falcons. The over-under is 52, and I'm taking the under on this just simply because – I don't expect the Falcons to compete. Uh, we saw what happened with the Eagles, who are not that good of a team. And now they're going up against the Super Bowl champ Bucks, who kind of struggled a little bit against Dak, but Matt Ryan isn't Dak Prescott. Matt Ryan doesn't have the weapons that Dak Prescott has, nor do they have the creativity of the Cowboys. Um, so I expect the Bucks to kind of just get up in this one and just – sack the crap out of Matt Ryan the rest of the game. That offensive line will not be able to compete with the Bucks defensive line. And I think that the Bucks are just going to control this game from start to finish. So I'm going to take the under 52 on that one. And then this one's the one I was kind of racking my brain about. Um, I'm going to actually go with the Ravens chiefs and the over under on this game is 55 and a half. And I'm going to take the under uh, two years ago when the Ravens were just rolling and they had the best offense in the NFL, this game went to 61 points. This will be the third year in a row that they've played each other. Last year went to 54 points. And I kind of feel like the Ravens have taken a little bit of a hit on offense. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's, he's good and upset, but I mean, as far as options to throw to, he probably doesn't have as many as he wants right now. The running game is a little bit of a struggle. I'm going to take the under on 55 and a half. I think this game is going to keep, keep trending in the right direction of maybe not just a, you know, barn burner game, but a little more of a, a little more of hard nosed football there. Um, so two years ago, 61 last year, 54, I think this is probably going to end up somewhere in the, in the mid forties, uh, by the time we're, we're said and done with it. Hopefully if not, the Ravens will lose again <laughs> because they can't win a suit out with the chiefs. <laughs> so there's my picks of the week. Hey Daniel. Um, yeah, real quick. Um, yeah. a new thing. We're actually live on Twitch every, uh, Wednesday for the podcast, uh, you can find me, uh, DJ Silk, uh, DJ CILK on Twitch. But we've got a question from the chat for you, Daniel. Um, should no, we, don't. Do we really? Is this from the, is this from the chat or from you? Nope, this is from the chat. <laughs> Reclaimed, right now. Reclaimed would like to know if he should start Ryan Tannehill or Ben Roethlisberger this week. Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's at home versus the Raiders, and Tannehill 
is going to the Seahawks? That's uh, that's a good question. I, I did not like what I saw out of Ryan Tannehill last week. I, I don't like the Cardinals' defense very much, even even now, still after that Titans game. And I, I it kind of scared me what I what I saw against Tannehill. But I think Big Ben has a bounce back game. I mean, you look at Chase Claypool that got shut down by Tre'Davious White. <clears throat> Um, pretty much the entire game. Deontay Johnson did his thing. I mean, he was just in and out, kind of injured and came back in. Najee Harris couldn't get it going. I feel like the Steelers are going to have a much better game on offense against the Raiders defense because I, I I don't think the Raiders have a very good defense. Um, so I would actually go Big Ben in that situation this week. I like Tannehill kind of season-long outlook. Um, but I, I would take Big Ben just simply because of the weapons, and I just kind of, it's kind of a wait and see game with Tannehill right now. I think he's going to turn a corner, um, but I think we need a, a little different matchup than going to Seattle. I know there's something to be said about East teams going to the West Coast, and they're going into Seattle, which is a really hard place to play on the road regardless of where you're at. So I, I don't like the Titans on the road. I'd rather take the Steelers at home against the Raiders on that matchup. So Ben Roethlisberger is my pick. There you go, Reclaim. Ben Roethlisberger, baby. Anybody else? Any more questions, Reclaim? Let's go. Oh, That's... boom. Boom. He's good to go. Good to go. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three, three.